I knew some, but I didn't know it all podcast. I'm your host, Shane Newsom. I am your host Shane Newsom, and tonight I've got a hell of a guest for the spiritually adept. Tonight I have Lehman Dollins, an artist, a meditator, a fucking reality expander. Shout out to Brandon Thomas. Uh, his podcast is called Hypnagogic Tourist Podcast. You can find him on YouTube. He's got a couple really good episodes out, and this man is just gonna blow your mind. He's, uh, he's funny, he's fun, and very knowledgeable. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I don't, uh, got a whole lot to say here. Um, if you want to come on the show, hit me up. You can hit me up on Instagram at iknewsomepod, or you can email me at iknewsomebutididnowitallpod at gmail.com. I would love to speak with you about anything positive in nature, and, uh... You know, anything uplifting can make other people feel better. So thanks for listening. My returning listeners, I love you. I fucking love you. You, That's what keeps me doing this. That's why I keep doing this. I mean, yeah, this is a hobby. I like doing it. But fuck yeah, I like people listening to my show that I put all this hard work into. So hell yeah, you guys are the best. Let's get into this trailer with Lehman. is that we aren't as physical as we fucking think we are. Matter of fact, I think this is probably the most persistent lie of them all, that we're these physical beings. I think that we are just fucking energy and vibration, man. So we are a one bill hick spell from the truth, you know? <laughs> he, he tried to free so many, and Tool tried to help him, but, you know. So... Long and uh, short of it is, uh, I started, um, I really started drilling down on my meditative practice on 2-2-2022. So not that fucking long ago, frankly. But I went balls deep, you know. I started out doing two to three hours a day, right? Now, I'll have days where, like, I just get busy. And frankly... Uh, I'll be lucky if I get one in tonight after you and I talk. But rest assured, tomorrow I will not miss my first one at all. Uh, It's hard to express to another person until they've experienced it. Just how absolutely crazy this time has been since I started meditating. And I go all in, man. Go all in, man. Go all in, man. I don't I don't do video by the way. So wonderful. This is just this is just for for us. So I don't have to put my clothes back on. <laughs> Welcome to the I Newsom But I Didn't Know It All podcast. I am your host, Shane Newsom. Tonight I have the um like incredible, like very respectable Lehman Dollins with me. He's an artist. He's a, 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 a just a spiritual man. Let me let me hear about yourself, 
Mr. Lehman, how you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. You know, <clears throat> when I was born, my daddy said that I had a head on me like a bastard cat. But as I as I grew up, I became more like a diamond in a goat's ass. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I'm doing I'm doing great, Shane. I'm uh, I'm living life to the fullest. I'm uh, actually having like quite a bit of upheaval and in a beautiful fantastic manner come through my life and my loved ones lives and it's like all upgrades and i'm very grateful and thankful for that that's incredible man can you uh might as well just hop right into it why don't we you tell me how you started getting these life upgrades okay well i had a real good friend a long time ago his name's john and um when we were uh, 19 years old, we had an experience, experience uh, the two of us and three others, where we did a mixture of LSD and PCP. Oh. And we, we, had, uh, we had perfect telepathy. You know, a lot of people in the new age community will say telepathy isn't what, they, uh, what you might think. You don't hear like the person's voice, you just get fragments or pictures or visions or feelings. Now, Jack, those motherfuckers ain't been there. Uh-huh. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I've been there and I heard my buddy's voice inside my head. And when I responded to him, he fucking grabbed my arm and said, you didn't say that. You just said it in my head. That's the real wow. shit. They yes. ain't ever done that. So this friend, you know, many moons later, we, you know, we go our separate ways and live our lives. <clears throat> Along that way, he come, uh, became a meditator on a regular basis. And uh, when we, you know, our lives converged again, he's like, man, you got to, you got to really start with this, is sit and tame your mind. You'd be amazed what will happen. I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lip service. I never never took it seriously i'd try every once in a while but i i had the perfect example of the monkey mind i have a, uh, a lot of creativity as you, you do as well and i dabble with wh- whatever just to express myself you know you give me two sticks and a uh, home depot bucket i'm gonna be sitting there trying to bust out a beat or oh, and, yeah, you man. know rhyme over the top of it if i'm not <laughs> doing that you know, I'm I'm using crayons to color in uh, something on the wall. So I use that busyness all the time uh, to justify not sitting and uh, sitting with myself, frankly, sitting with my trauma, sitting with the good things of my uh, personality, sitting with the bad things of my personality. Right. So, he and I had a falling out that I'm, I'm truly, uh, truly regret that, you know, every, throughout your life, you'll have three or four things that like you wish you could go back and change. And that's certainly one of them. So, uh, you know, a little more river passes underneath the bridge and I finally say, fuck it. You know, what I'm doing isn't working. It's time for me to sit down. Right. Well, kind of at the same time, I come across this guy named Joe Dispenza. And he had put out a book called Becoming Supernatural. Um, Probably the most significant book as far as its greatest impact upon my life. Now, I, I love to read and I've read a lot of different books. And before the internet, I had a, I, I was able to sit and read books better, but since then I've kind of developed <laughs> some weird ass um, ADHD. For books, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and and this fucking book happens to be on uh, YouTube for free, becoming supernatural. And so a friend and I were kind of going through it together, and in chapter three, after after he. He uses all the science to explain 
what's underlying the, for lack of a better word, let's call it ritual. You know, it is ritual without the pomp and circumstance, right? You don't have to kill any kids. You don't have to wear any weird fucking clothes and you don't have to be out in the woods with your friends, but not that that one's a bad thing. <laughs> so at the end, it, it kind of to uh, get you to focus on what's something that you truly honestly desire. And at that time I was uh, single living back in Paris, Texas. There's a lot of things I love about Texas. Paris ain't one of them. <laughs> okay. So, and I was, you know, I was uh, bird dogging a lot. I was, you know, with a lot of different women, but nothing substantial, nothing uh, with love in it, nothing with, you know, uh, long-term compassion and love and let's grow old together kind of shit. Mm. So my thing was love. So the first thing he has you do is put down an L and put two squiggly lines around it. Right. And this is going to be the symbol. I now know that you would call that symbol a sigil sigil. Yeah. And all right. So you have your, your symbol. All right. On the left side, we're going to determine your intent, right? Why do you want this? What is the intent that you care or want to manifest? So, you know, mine was kind of broad. I said, I wanted a woman with a big, juicy ass. I wanted her to be six foot, uh, near six foot tall and blonde. Uh, I wanted to live on the East Coast. I wanted to go to really nice restaurants on a regular basis. And I wanted to travel up and do, uh, down the Eastern seaboard. Cause I frankly love the vibe out here, dude. It, it's got everything I love. I love uh, fishing in the sea. I love big cities. I love country. It's got it and all. It, it's got it all. Got it all. <clears throat> so I wrote if that you're down willing the, to drive a Texas drive, you can get to the bunch of major cities. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and so, like, that was the intent on the left-hand side. Okay? And so that's, that is your, your will. All right? And that sends out a signal. All right? On the right-hand side is our heartfelt feeling. Mm -hmm. How would I feel if I was able to draw those things to me, right? I would feel empowered. I would feel joyful. I would feel, frankly, humbled. You know, I would feel grateful. And so he, he instructs you to, you know, stand up and, and kind of make this declaration and then fucking forget about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, that's what I did, Shane. I, that seems uh, to be the big key I hear from everyone for manifesting anything like focus, 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 forget about it. Yeah. So I put that piece of paper away and fucking think about it, you know, continued reading the rest of the book. Well, about the last week of July in my DMS, I had an old friend from Florida show up and i was like yeah i was like yeah she was tall she was five foot ten she was blonde and uh so i was like yeah you want to facetime and sure enough there was that juicy ass i was looking Fat for ass. <laughs> and i didn't say i didn't say I, you know i didn't i didn't say too much about it but uh so long story short she invited me out to uh, the greater DC area. And I've been here ever since. Damn straight. So, so things of that nature, they have an impression upon you, right? But let's not get it twisted. I'm not perfect. So, you know, I have a friend named Owen Hunt and he has a podcast called the blue collar mystics. Mm -hmm. And his kind of deal is try to help people find their, 
soul's purpose, right? He's also very much into uh, uh, Vedam Zealand's uh, transfer. And so, you know, it's like, uh, it's like that seductress in the book of Proverbs calling men from the street, you know, come over here, come over here. So I would hear these seductive things from these other philosophies or whatever, and I would fall away from my true love. Well, after many moons of nothing uh, extraordinary happened, I decided, well, fuck, I had that great thing, that, that great experience that I manifested through the dispenser book. Let's go back to that shit. So I picked the book back up again and read, uh, read through it again, listened to it again, and I probably went through it two or three more times, you know, really got it ingrained in my Thick knowledge, yeah. right? So then I was like, okay, well, meditation is a big part of his shtick. And if you go on to YouTube and look up Joe Dispenza testimonials, you'll hear some fucking fantastic shit, man. You'll hear about people overcoming uh, various stages of cancer, different types of uh all kinds of physical issues, but then there's also people who didn't have anything wrong with them, but we're having these wild ass mystical experiences, right? Now I'm interested in all of that because it all kind of, uh, it, you know, we all like the things that prove our pet theories, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of my pet theories is that, we aren't as physical as we fucking think we are. Matter of fact, I think this is probably the most persistent lie of them all that mm. we're these physical beings. I think that we are just fucking energy and vibration, man. So we are a one bill Hicks spell from the truth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to free so many and tool tried to help him, but you know, so Long and uh, short of it is, uh, I started, um, I really started drilling down on my meditative practice on 2-2-2022. So not that fucking long ago, frankly. But I went balls deep, you know. I started out doing two to three hours a day, right? Now, I'll have days where, like, I just get busy. And frankly, uh, I'll be lucky if I get one in tonight after you and I talk, but rest assured tomorrow, I will not miss my first one at all. Uh, it's hard to express to another person until they've experienced it. Just how absolutely crazy this time has been since I started meditating and I go all in, man. I like, I feel what he says deeply, I, you know, there's one uh, meditation called the Kudalini uh, breath me- meditation. Mm-hmm. And I believe I shared that with you uh, where you kind of, you t- starting at your root chakra at your perineum, you start uh, as you draw in a breath through your nostrils, you envision that you're pulling up your cerebral spinal fluid from your perineum upward to your uh, pineal gland. And so you're tightening up your core as you go up, as you visualize. And then a, once you get to a certain point, you kind of like can't take in much more breath, in it, but you're holding it and you're trying to put mechanical pressure against your pineal gland with the cerebral spinal fluid. Then you kind of, your upper abs, you kind of pull them in like a pump a couple of times to see if you can't get put uh, just a little more pressure on there. Right. And it's not readily apparent in the meditation that I shared with you. You know, it's something that you have to practice uh, and you have to practice feeling the energy centers that it's going through. Um, That's a big thing. One day that just, I'm like, I don't feel my chakras. Like I don't feel them. Like they don't exist. They don't exist. Whatever. Like just doing all this studying on it. And then one day, I don't know if it had to do with a psychedelic experience or not, but <laughs> I can feel them. I can feel them and I can, you know, can feel exactly where they each are. 
Yeah. And sometimes I can feel like I can even feel some of the minor ones. Right. Right. So a lot of people don't realize that there's far more energy centers than just the ones that you always hear about day in, day out. The seven. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, well, uh, Dispenza adds just the eighth above. He says, that's the one that's like, like your telephone to the creator or whatever your expression is that you prefer. Right. So, you know, I've, I've done that one multiple times and, uh, like regularly have the strangest fucking experiences during it. And, uh, afterwards when I go to bed that night, like I have awoken to light beings working on the back of, uh, my neck area. And I could, I could feel energy going into a side of my body. And it feels like, it really feels like they're filling me up to repair me or to activate something that I'm unaware of. Right. It's fucking like every time it happens, I have to get up afterward and I'm always like extremely grateful, Shane. And so I'll, I'll come into the, and sit where I'm at now. And I'll just be like, you know, just fucking awestruck. Yeah. You know, you can't fucking fathom. And who are you going to tell about this shit? You know, (laughs) (laughs) dude, that's what I'm here for, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was one time that I was doing the blessing over the energy centers uh, meditation, which I believe I shared with you as well. And sitting here and Think about the best nut you ever shot, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this shit started in my feet. Yeah, dude. And it so rose up through my legs, uh, surpassed, just overtook my uh, torso and shot out the top of my head. And uh, I felt like, uh, you know, somebody just came all over a thousand petal lotus, okay? <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Okay, I've had I've had not early 1990s really good ecstasy, okay. and that shit couldn't that shit couldn't touch what this felt like. You know, you had any Molly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Have you had? And have you had pure? Now I will say this: <laughs> I, I, I probably I've have not. I've, I wasn't born until 1997, so I can't say anything about that stuff. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Oh man. Right, but so but that's the beautiful thing of it. I'm having this experience totally sober. Totally sober. Right. That is right. So one of the things that I uh had to overcome is I had a strange uh childhood, man. Okay. I uh my parents were um addicted to meth for 12 years, the first 12 years of my life. And while I didn't know that what was fueling the fucking insanity that I had to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. I did have to deal with the fucking insanity on a daily <laughs> basis. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, like one particular time, like it was uh, December 20th. Right. And my parents, got junk sick or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All I know is for two or three days, they didn't move. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on December 24th, they fucking rose up out of the bed, jump in the truck. My brother and I didn't see them for three days. Wow. And I, I was 10 years old. My brother was eight years old. Now the shit that runs through your head in that, during that experience. And we lived way the fuck out in the woods. Didn't nobody call. Didn't nobody come by to see if we were okay. Fuck. What, you know, what does that do to you? It, well, it leaves you with all kinds of like abandonment wounds that you have to overcome yeah. and, uh, you know, shame that you're a part of a family that's like that, things of that nature. So yeah. one of the things that the meditation says helped me do is when that negative voice come up, 
there's one meditation he has called chained, right? So when it comes up, I say chained. And how it works together, okay, so you bless your energy centers, you get them in alignment. That takes your body out of the sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic nervous system. You're no longer in the fight or flight. You're now in the relaxed mode. Your body is ready to be repaired. Your body is ready to reprogram itself. Your body is ready to become a new, right? And so then uh, you think about a, a thought or a feeling that you no longer want to feel because you realize that it doesn't serve you. And you practice with him, it, it, the familiar feeling. And so all of my childhood issues, they usually sprang up as rage, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and it wouldn't take too terribly much to yeah. send me into a rage. And I'm a giant fucking dude, man. That's a problem. Like I, I can raise my voice sitting down and people will call the cops. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you know, every time that rage would pop up, I would say change. And like slowly but surely that feeling would shut down. Now I'm not perfect as you fucking well know, you know, it can pop up. But it, it has to be an extreme situation. I have to feel disrespected. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I'm I'm more patient in the fuck on the freeway around the Beltway. Um, That's you know you know I'm still working on that. Like I'm good I'm good all day, but I'm like getting off of work. I'm like tired of shit because I do manual labor and I'm hungry because I ate all my lunch. I didn't pack enough because I eat more than I think I'm going to eat. <laughs> and uh, somebody uh, pulls out in front of a, like a dump truck with a full load on it. And, uh, you know, makes you a little upset that somebody could have just died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes a little middle finger might come up. And <laughs> yeah. I feel bad afterwards, but damn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I 100% do. And, um, you know, and the, as you, I like, I'm significantly older than you. And, um, there comes a point where like, uh, your ass cannot cash the checks that your mouth wants to fucking write. Damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I'm probably about six years past that point, but sometimes, I lied to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could think I could really still do it, but you know, <laughs> that's another thing. You uh, become more honest with yourself about your own bullshit. Yeah. See, we lie to ourselves and we're more critical to ourselves than we are any other human being on earth. Unless of course you're a sociopath. <laughs> But I'm not getting that vibe from you, Shane. So I no, I'm pretty empathetic. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like, what's the absolute strangest thing I've had uh, happen? Yeah, I would oh, like. Yeah. Can you tell me like a little bit? Like, I'm not sure how detailed you can get into it because it sounds more like a psychedelic experience. You can only bring back so much. Yeah, but like, if you could, like. Give me the most uh, detailed one of your crazy experiences. Okay. So, um, I had a really, really strong day of meditating, probably two, two and a half, three hours. Right. I go to bed, I become lucid in a dream and the most fantastically beautiful Mandelbrot set you have ever seen displayed is all around right and i'm like i'm standing on this thing and it's morphing and it's it's zooming in and it's you know for an artist it's just mind-blowing yeah and i scream in a dream just surely proves that there's a 
creator, somebody is writing this code. Yeah. And then a voice outside myself goes, I put that in there so you would wake up, motherfucker. <laughs> yes. I, I pop away. Yes. I'm, like, I'm here. I'm here, motherfucker. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> My wake up experience was much different. <laughs> I have had a bit of the jokester involved, but my jokester is very mean. <laughs> he likes to try to scare me more than uh, he he tricks me into fear. <laughs> I've had that motherfucker show up a lot, right? And um, like I I had a lot of sleep paralysis when I was younger. Okay, and. And, uh, you know, from the uh, one show that you and I were on prior, you know, that I've had a few uh, paranormal experiences where something that could not be seen with the human eye has either thrown me into the floor or pushed off my leg or tried to fucking knock me out with some sort of gaseous GHB, you know? Whoa, I didn't hear that one. Okay, so that one specifically... 1130 at night, I'm reading uh, a book by Russell Targ about the case for ESP. Mm -hmm. And my Australian shepherd's asleep on the bed, and I'm turned to my left side, right? So I have the book turned. I feel something jump on the end of the bed. About It feels like 40, 45 pounds runs up the side, the length of the bed on the side where I'm leaning toward. And so it's like standing right in front of my chest. And I instantly feel like I am losing fucking consciousness. I mean, I am going quick. I like if you were to put Rehifenol, GHB and a fucking Quaalude in my drink, that's how fast I was going down. And mm. I was like, I'm not losing consciousness, motherfucker. Will fucking power. And I was like, no, I've done too many drugs for you. You need to bring the good shit next time, son of a bitch. And I go go like this, and I reach up to try to hit the thing. Because even though I can't see him, my inner knowing knows he's there. And I say he just because it is an aggressive act. Mm Mm-hmm. He wraps my fucking hand like he's in the UFC, man. He stops my head, runs off the bed into the rest of the house. At this point, I'm like, you know, whatever he was hitting me with, I'm in a mild paralysis. Yeah. And I eventually shake it off and I run into the other rest of the house because my dad's on the far side asleep. Well, he's got, you know, he's got a couple of, uh, uh, Australian cattle dogs. Okay. That uh, are and they're all these dogs that my dad has at his house are high energy motherfuckers. You're not going to sneak up on nobody, right? These sons of bitches are fucking catatonic. Yeah. And like I flip on his light, they're all fucking out. Like you know, Whoa. I go I go to the rest of the house. I don't see anything, right? So. That one, I think, uh, whether they're interdimensional, which I tend to think they have that ability because this son of a bitch, this little fucking dwarf is like disappearing in my fucking house, you know? So I think they're going through a portal or something that they can. How old were you? Uh, Let's see. 2017. So I wasn't like, yeah. This is recent. Yeah. yeah. I went through a divorce and I had given my wife absolutely everything I owned oh, wow. and uh, went to recuperate in Paris. Paris is a place Indeed. that you either have to go back to <laughs> or you're incarcerated there. Nobody stays there. <laughs> so, so, wow. So, so that's one of those moments where I'm like, and I, and it doesn't, uh, it's not lost on me that I was reading a Russell Targ book at the time. Yeah. And, you know, he ran the, you know, the, 
uh, remote viewing program for Army Intel through uh, the Stanford Research Institute. So he's in the mix. He knows uh, about the, the strangeness that can happen. And he's actually kind of an interesting person himself. Uh, he doesn't sell a bunch of nonsense on his, uh, uh, I don't know, website like uh, somebody might think. He was actually a very hard-nosed scientist. He's actually the person that was responsible with coming up with uh, the lasers that help planes land when there's severe wind shear going across wow. Uh, the tarmac. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so he's no fucking idiot. Um, and, but he's obsessed with consciousness. And so he made a uh, uh, kind of a ESP trainer. And I don't know, I fuck around with it all the time, man. And some days I'm dialed in like a motherfucker. And uh, like I've got my best score was I think I hit 15 one time out of 24. And so if everybody, mean? well, I mean, it tells you, uh, at, let's see, eight, it tells you ESP is present. Oh, wow. Okay. 12, it says useful in Vegas because, <laughs> and then I hit <laughs> 14 was my best. Wow. So if, if anybody can beat 14, please, by all means, uh, look me up on Instagram, hit me up and let's chat, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got to see what I score on. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's fucking fun as shit, you know, especially if you're like queued in and a fucking waiting in line somewhere. Just beep, beep, beep. So, uh, um, I have a question. So with all your paranormal experiences, did they, did they happen before your spiritual awakening? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm you want you know one of the positive things that has happened is that uh, I've had I don't have nightmares anymore. Yeah, uh, and I don't have I haven't had sleep paralysis this year. Let me just put it that way. Uh -huh. And I haven't had anything malicious touch me, but I've had some very uh, like angelic or light being type yeah. things touch me. I will say this. Okay. I have to backtrack. There was one night that I woke up that I felt like something was sucking my life force out of my dick. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And so because it was sexual in nature, I thought it was a loosing by a succubus or something. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, Shane, the blowjob was good and I almost <laughs> went with it. <laughs> Oh shit, man! I'm not even kidding, man. I thought, yeah, eh, I feel like I'm about to die here, but it might not be a bad way to go. Wow! And it, you know, it could have very well been very much like Nico from uh, Upstate Unconventional's experience, where he rolls over and there's a black hole sucking his molecules into it. And my father-in-law had a very oh. similar situation on. Uh, in the hospital where he thought he was going to die, a black hole opened up in front of him and a voice outside himself told him, you fall asleep, you're dead. Wow. So he, main he maintained consciousness until the black hole left and, and then he got better. Yeah. Wow. So I had a buddy who uh, <clears throat> was addicted to Xanax and uh, he tried to just quit cold turkey and uh you know he fell asleep and then uh you know he noticed he was like you know this doesn't really feel like a dream anymore and he started to like notice he was back in his room but he wasn't he still felt like he was dreaming and then he felt himself floating up and realized he was leaving his body and he willed himself back into his body took a handful of Xanax saved his own life. And then somehow yeah. weaned himself off of it, but willpower back to the willpower. Yeah. He has intent. Inc yes. Intent and willpower. Mm -hmm. So, so let's, 
Yeah. So my whole my whole thing is is the the shit show we see outside of ourselves and on these scrying mirrors that we have. I'm doing this on my phone, so I'm looking right at one right now. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so what's been the uh, hors d'oeuvre of this week? The fucking Will Smith nonsense, yeah. right? What is that for? Okay, now. I contend that there are levels to this, right? So one could say that they were doing a spell to sell more alopecia medicine or something for Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, sure. That's one level. That's that's the surface, right? Another mm-hmm. would say that's all to keep you from realizing how fucking fake as fuck the Ukraine-Russian situation is. Okay, that's a different level. And then some people would say the Ukraine-Russia situation is just to keep you from looking at the COVID nonsense for the last two years. Okay, so that's another one. But what is it all doing? It's trying to divert your attention away from you working on yourself. Like, Shane, if you realize that you're completely multi-dimensional that at this very moment you were living multiple lives and that you could call in that energy from each of those spaces into a singular moment and wheel anything you desire within the bounds of not hurting anybody else to happen now would you be working uh, as hard as you do for every single dollar that you get, no, you'd be fucking sitting there. And whether it be a beautiful beach or up in the mountains, you'd be sitting around manifesting that stuff to come to you while you and your buddies throw skeet up in the air and shoot it, you know, whatever. Fuck, man. Whatever your flavor. What the fuck am yeah. I doing? Why am I doing that? <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it's levels of, uh, of conditioning that we have, you know, and I saw a meme uh, not too terribly long ago, but it rang so true with me. All beliefs are limiting beliefs. Yeah. Right. And so we all put like uh, different levels of resistance upon ourselves. Like for example, the ritual of the birthday cake, right? That's some sort of spell casting going on there. Yeah. Right? And if we didn't, if we didn't recognize, yeah, yeah. If we didn't uh, recognize that date every year, would we age as quickly? Right? That's one of the things that... uh, Heard that from a few people. uh, From Prince. Prince said that. He said, he don't fuck with no birthdays because it makes you old. And, you know, everybody could say, yeah, yeah, he was just being silly. No, no, that dude was being fucking on point. He was the first person to come out and say, when the chemtrails go over the hood, and then the hood starts getting fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. He was the first one on <laughs> to say that, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyhow, I think it's all to keep us off of realizing just how fucking amazing we are. Does Things that visit me at night, these beautiful light beings that do whatever they do to me. Uh, you know, why are they showing up and doing that for me? And I'm not the only one, man. I'm not trying to uh, paint myself out as uh, for sure anything, anything special. Literally, the whole Joe Dispenza uh, testimonial uh, part on, on YouTube has regular people just like me saying that they had, you know, what's called a Kundalini experience. And they fucking uh, sit in a chair with their uh, head pushed back like this with their mouth wide open Mm -hmm. because there was a raging fucking fire emanating from their root chakra all the way up through their body, out their mouth, and into the great unknown. I mean, it was the greatest moment of their fucking life, and they're never turning back and playing the game anymore. Yeah. Right? So one of the things that I do on a regular basis, because it's real easy to fall back into the dream, 
right? I, you know, I listen to those testimonials, especially the ones where it's like, like a 48 year old woman who has a PhD in uh, cancer research and she's diagnosed with stage four, you know, lymphoma or whatever. She starts doing the Joe Dispenza meditations and starts uh, resonating with health. And she's drawing that from the field. So a lot of people like to say, like to make fun of people using phrases like the quantum realm. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you fucking call it. There's a realm that you go into when you close your eyes in meditation. You can call it quantum realm. You can call it your mama's house for all I fucking care. <laughs> all I know is there's healing in there. Yeah. Too many people have done it and brought it back. Yeah. So that's my main stick, Shane. I just want people to at least give it a shot. I don't give a fuck if you do it the rest of your life or not. Give it a shot and see what happens. Fuck around yeah. and find out. Fuck around and find out. Wow, dude. Blown my mind. <clears throat> I need to spend some more time meditating. <laughs> well, and let me let me preface this. That I've might also, not be might not be your bag, man. Yes. Yeah, it might um, be something else. See, uh Terrence McKenna, he said, you know, some people he could sit around for for years every day. 12, 14 hours a day. They'll never have the, what, lack of better words, psychedelic experience that, like, you're having. For some people, they might have to re require to take a psychedelic to have that experience. And I'm not yeah. sure if I'm one of those people or not. Personally, I think why I have the experience now. I guess that's a limiting belief. Yeah. <laughs> that's a limiting belief. But so I've taken the psychedelic experience as uh, yeah. How do they compare? Okay. So you know how like, like during uh, deep trips, you fucking know all the answers to every question you ever fucking had. Oh, you, yeah. you, you hit that level of peace inside yourself and you're, you're all, you're just giddy. You have like a laugh <laughs> to you because you realize that you know it all. And then you come up out of it and you can't, it's slippery like a fucking eel. You can't bring it back. No. You know? You and so what does that make you do? You want to do it more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then I would say that in the face tells you not to come back until you figure out how to do it on your own. So a conger eel. Have you ever heard of a conger eel? This no. is a funny. This is a funny side note. This is just give you some insight into my fucking crazy ass. Okay, Shane. Okay. Okay. I I used to work a job where I was around a bunch of fucking assholes, engineers on a regular basis. Right. Generally, I like I like engineers that are creative that will work with you and you know, make cool tools for you to use to do your job or whatever. But then there's just some assholes that want to try to bust your balls all the fucking time. Right. <laughs> no, those types. Well, I had this one and his last name was Conger. Right. Conger. Yeah. Strange name. So hey, this guy, he grew, he woke up with a heart on every day trying to get me fired for whatever fucking reason, you know, this fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, and literally he he failed and he had, he had to go on his way, but Fuck yeah. it doesn't mean that I didn't have some fun at his expense on the way. So <laughs> I did. I said that's a fucked up name, man. There's got to be something about that. So I you know googled Conger and this thing come up called uh, Conger Cuddling. I was like, oh fuck, this there's gold in these hills, man. What's this shit? Yeah. Well, it turns out it's an ancient practice in uh Wales where you take a fucking conger eel and you slap your friend in the fucking face as hard as you can. <laughs> and so the next day, you know, I'm fucking walking <laughs> down the halls, bop, bop, bop. What the fuck? I was like, hey Scott, man, uh I wanna I want to uh, conger cuddle you sometime. And he was like, what? What'd you say to me? I said, yeah, conger cuddling. I'm, I'm bringing it back, babe. 
<laughs> and uh, I just left it at that. A couple of days later, he's fucking looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas so, slaps. Yeah, so you know, strange shit like that. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> that's very more, huh? that's very much like a acid trip, right? Yeah. You know, you you get the fucking answers to the universe, and then like, oh, a fucking dragonfly just come by. <laughs> You know, yeah. you get you you go off on these tangents and life can very much be like that. You know, you're very aware of what you need to do. Yeah. But then the fucking, you know, squirrel. See, <laughs> so I think this is this is like this is all just a dream. This is the collective dream of like the all of the egos. So. What am I trying to say here? Um, Can I piggyback off of it while you collect your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I believe you're right. Um, So I was, I'm obsessed with Tilt K. Dick, Mm -hmm. right? This this motherfucker, you know, Anthony Peake wrote a book called The Man Who Remembered the Future about Tilt K. Dick. And sure enough, we're living in a time that looks a whole lot like Minority Report. (laughs) And uh, so I found out that uh, uh, Phil K. Dick had uh, written this book called Ubiq, in short for Ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. And I, so I found a copy, started reading it. Fucking, I loved it. The meaning of the, uh, the, the book is basically saying that we're all dead. We're all in cryogenic state, but we live these lives out. And we're all just these consciousnesses inside this cryogenic state trying to relate to each other as best we can. Okay, so this is the book, right? So nobody knew I was reading this fucking obscure-ass book by Philip K. Dick, you Mm -hmm. know? So my brother one night's like, dude, you've got to fucking watch Bandersnatch right now. Uh... I I was like, okay. I didn't mention anything to him about me reading Ubik and I didn't even yeah. tell him what it was about. So you get to the part in Bandersnatch where Colin and the other kid are Dick doing Nelson. LSD. Yeah. And it pans around the day I finished the book, it pans around the, uh, looking at, uh, Oh boy on the couch. And in the upper left-hand corner is an obscure fucking poster of Ubik. Yeah. And so that happens to me all the fucking time. That's one of the out the fucking ass, man. (laughs) So so when I saw tell you of an experience I had uh relating to my awakening after recording. Yeah. So I'm sitting there watching a pivotal moment in a movie that is stating that it doesn't fucking matter if we die. We will just pop up in another reality and start over. Right. Which makes me think about deja vu. Mm -hmm. Like I have had some serious fucking deja vu, man. Mm -hmm. And so in my life, I was counting it and I was averaging like 13, 14 times a day. (laughs) That's wild. That's, you were probably doing a lot of psychedelics at that time, and you were probably really connected to source. It was wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I like that. Uh, so, anyways, watching Ubik or reading Ubik and watching Bandersnatch and getting all this input that, you know, this may be the dream. It's, it's kind of like, uh, the nursery rhyme row 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 your boat now let's be real here shane is that fucking nursery life is but a dream is that nursery rhyme good enough to fucking be handed down through the fucking ages why is that the first song you learn (laughs) (laughs) so whether we call it a dream state or we call it a simulation. So it, do you believe that 
um i guess any belief is limiting but um that other people's limiting beliefs affect or effect i'm not sure those words are basically the same um your reality okay so i call it spell cast mm-hmm. right somebody will come at me some bullshit and they'll say something to me and they may be coming from a beautiful genuine place but they don't understand the power of language yeah. right they haven't ever drilled down on word magic these are foreign concepts to them and they think they're just telling me something that's for my own good I'll tell them, get the fuck out of here with that spell. And they'll look at me like kind of sideways. And I say that all day long. Shit will pop up. Like if somebody is driving by me and the radio's blaring and saying something and I perceive it as, you know, casting, Mm -hmm. I'll fucking put the intent to stop it right there. My own mind tries to do it all the time to me. And I, I... my wife would tell you that I walk around all the time saying aloud, uh, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I'm not accepting that. And it's that inner voice that's trying to put a spell on me for Demerge. something. It's trying to yeah, pull quite, you da- back down to your lower self, I guess. The most quite, egotistical quite version, po- I guess. Quite possibly, Shane. Quite possibly. Wow. Because I think that, you know, we both realms exist simultaneously, like home or source, oneness, whatever you want to call it. And this are, you know, we're all, like you said, we're existing multidimensionally. So there is a version of us that is source, but then there is also our body. But I feel like there's, you know, there's the demiurge part of the ego or the body, which... Mm that all that likes to stay here so anytime i feel like you're getting closer to that point the body i guess won't want to fight it stay here (laughs) so yeah so i think our five senses are the biggest lioness motherfuckers that on this fucking planet like i literally think they're part of the problem yeah but so here's the question can you be working on your inner spirit and still enjoy, you know, making love to your wife? Can you still enjoy a fucking bacon cheeseburger, you know, <laughs> or whatever, whatever your flavor is, you know, yeah. are you able to go back and forth? Well, I think you can. And, but there's some things that you need to do, which I'm sure you probably do to a certain degree is you got to limit the what, how much you listen to a narrative coming from, Anybody other than so. Yeah. If there's one thing I could would want to impart on your audience is go into this world with that childlike curiosity and question everything with that with that child's view, right? Yes. Find the magic in things again because it's there. It's just yes. waiting for you. Waiting for you. <clears throat> so wow yeah just try i mean that's a hard thing you just get conditioned so hard for so long you forget what that feeling is and you know some people yeah. you might be able to just you know practice meditating for a couple of weeks and you might get that back and some people you might have to take a psychedelic not telling you to but that you know get that childlike sense of wonderment back like if you're not happy with your life, it's because you don't have that. And got to get back yeah. to that. Yeah. And uh, I, as a general rule, I wouldn't fuck around with any guru that doesn't laugh at himself. Yes. Yes. Man. That's... If you, oh my God, anybody who takes anything too fucking seriously, this was wrong with the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I'm just. I'm, I'm a very uh, joking, jovial, fat ass. I, <laughs> I, love, I love to fuck make, make jokes. And, you know, like I was uh, recently talking with a job recruiter. And he was asking me, what do I want to do for a living, you know, going forward? And I said, you got anything for a sex worker? You know, <laughs> shit, shit like that. Don't take any. 
He's like, I can't help you there, brother, but if you want to ride a bus, <laughs> drive a bus or something. <laughs> you know, just because literally in a blink of an eye, your life will be gone. Yeah. Or at least th- this iteration of it. Yeah. Now, here's the question. It's like uh, I've been really been kicking around the idea of the false light, you mm-hmm. know, which was what you would see with your eyes, right? Yeah. And the true light would be what you see with your pineal gland. Darkness. Well, sometimes it is. But then sometimes when I'm in there, the fucking most amazing, beautiful hues of purples and reds and blues and oranges will come up out of there. Yeah. I mean, that tapestry behind you is on par for some of the things that I have seen in a meditation, uh, meditative state. Wow. And so the psychedelics, I, like like Shane said, I'm not telling you to go out and do psychedelics. <laughs> but the psychedelics let you know what's out there. It does. Right? It because, does. You've, because you've done psychedelics, Shane, you know what's out there. And if you were to start a meditative practice, I think that knowing what's out there would actually help your heart draw it to you. See, I think everything happens for a reason. Uh, you know, we were supposed to have this conversation and this all ties it back into like uh, the life contract thing and that this is all just a dream. And man, yeah. Lehman, blowing Dude, my mind, man. I'd like you to say, <laughs> I'd like you the second I saw you the other night. Okay, man. Dude, I just, yeah. I know, I know my tribe, I know them quickly. If you ask my friend, Abby, she'll tell you that, uh, you know, uh, my psychic, psychic intuition abilities are on point and did. And I think that's why I saw you in my meditation a couple of days ago. You're wearing those, those (laughs) exact glasses, man. And it was, it was, I mean, Wow! If, if I if I was a good enough 3D artist, I would recreate it. But I'm not there yet. I'm maybe somewhere. Let's yeah. see it. Let's see it when you get it done. Um, so what are that podcast we were on the other night? Um, for what psychedelics did for me, I I've had a very 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 similar mindset to what we've all been talking about tonight. And if you listen to my show, you have a bit of understanding of the way I think. Um, when I was from when I can remember about three years old, it's about my, some of my first memories up until I was about seven years old. Um, had this, had this, this mindset of, of infinity. There's no, you know, your only limits are your beliefs. And I even told yeah, my ma'am. dad, you know, um, the whole solipsis thing. I was like, yeah. you know, dad, like, you know, I'm pretty sure this is like, this is just for me. And, uh, but I also, you know, I think when I was like when I was a child, it was more of like complete solipsis of like oh, this is specifically just for me, which um you know I kind of get a little bit of a feeling of that, but you know it's it's for me, but it's for you and it's for it's for everybody, it's for all of us because we are all the one. Yeah, and I recently had a meditation where, like, uh, this character before you named Lehman completely dissolved mm-hmm. like in the meditation i i said goodbye to him i like mm-hmm. and for whatever reason i think I'm really a key to it yeah i i was really in love with this this character named Lehman because mm-hmm. you know he's you know one-on-one he's he's you know a character he wants to tell you funny stories he's never met a stranger you know, he's quick to help, but he's also quick to cut up with you or whatever. He can roll a joint and, uh, you know, <laughs> run a trot line. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I pushed him away and I fell. Uh, I was, uh, you know, one of the drops in the ocean. And then I realized, motherfucker, I'm the ocean. Yes. You know, and it was like this deep rooted gnosis i had never been born i have never died yes i never will die yes now this fucking meat suit will decay 
you know, as I get older, my testosterone goes down, my penis will shrivel up, and eventually I won't be able to fuck, you know. Case Ross Ross. But my eternal soul will live on forever. Indeed. Lehman Dollins, everybody. Give it up. Dude, thanks for coming on the show. This has been awesome. I appreciate you, Shane. And I thank you for being patient with me prior to the show starting. Oh, don't worry about that, man. I'm very, very flexible, especially with... uh, people i care about yeah man well um i would love to have you on my very humble show sometimes so that i could ask you some some things of course i would love to come on anytime can you tell people where they can find you on your show yeah i right now i just put up a a video show on utah youtube called hypnagogic tourist podcast and i appreciate you showing up you know, subscribing, maybe say some bullshit in the comments. Let me know that you're breathing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. So hit them up, people. Yeah. Lehman and then I, everybody. Go and on, then sorry. if you if you want to find me, I, I fucking post every day on Instagram. Sometimes it's cool, sometimes it sucks, but I'm always there. So, you know, hit me up. Hit them up. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time you're listening. Thanks for listening. Well, we're here at the end of the show, and I just want to ask y'all to check out my new show with Danunaki Dan from Rising from the Ashes, Andy Rouse from the Deep Share Podcast, Jeff Fernandez from the Shadow Band Podcast, and Jay Hennahan from How to Kill a Sacred Cow Podcast. Okay, we're talking all metal music. It's awesome. We're going to have metal bands on, special guests, all the rockers and metal players you want to hear. So go check that out. Um, It's on all of our individual feeds right now. We'll have a podcast feed for that eventually. But yeah, go check that out. Also want to give a huge shout out to Mark Steves for, you know, creating All Media United and bringing all this together so we can create this wonderful show for y'all. Shout out, Mark. Love you, man. And again, for Lehman, you can find him on YouTube at Hypnagogic Tourist Podcast. Well, that is the show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. If you head on over to my Instagram at Pod, you can check out a cool little video I did with the trailer for this episode and quite a few of the other episodes. Don't get around to making one for every episode, but this one will have one. So go ahead and check that out. And again, Thanks for listening. It means the world.